informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to the next episode of This Podcast is None of Those Things. Brian here with Elliot, and we have a special guest. She is the biggest supporter of the podcast. She has listened to more finished episodes than me or Elliot. Of course, Elliot's listened to like none, so she is she is my neighbor, and we are going to do a series within the podcast called Over the Fence. So, ladies and gentlemen, clap quietly in your car or at your desk, and welcome my neighbor, Carol. Welcome, Carol, too. This podcast is none of those things. How's it going? Great. All right. Good to be here with you and Mr. Elliot. Finally. I'm so happy that you're doing this. I think we're going to have a blast. So, Carol, we have had... Tons of over the fence conversations. Yeah. And so we're going to bring a little bit of those to the podcast. There will be shenanigans. At some point, I may just say something and tell you two to go. We the can reason, do it. We can do it. Exactly. Right? The reason why, everybody, because there's two authors now on the set. <laughs> so, exactly. I got to introduce what, you know, Carol, you are an author. Yes. And you write? I would say fiction, romance. Okay. Mainly historical. Very nice. Getting into some paranormal. Yeah, I can dig it. I know I can dig it because she's been sending me chapters. (laughs) (laughs) And verse. (laughs) So you're responsible for verse. Well, yeah. (laughs) That would be be actually a great name for the segment of the chapter and verse. Which I have read his poetry that he's been sharing. Beautiful. Thank you. It is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Very talented. Appreciate that. It means a lot. It means a lot. So getting that, getting kudos from a fellow author means a whole lot because I know that you look at stuff critically because that's what we do. And so that means a lot. Thank you. It's beautiful stuff. And it truly is. Thank you. It was a lot. And I would like an autographed copy. I've been waiting for an autographed copy for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting that stuff squared away with my publisher. (laughs) I am. Because, you know, by the um, middle of... By by the middle of April, Rewritten Lives gets released as a commercial release. That is wonderful. And I that, that, right? So it's hard to publishing. H.D. Campbell has been after the first book, Rewritten Lives, for a, for a while. And everybody's already heard this part. So, so yeah. Well, but, I have. I, I, I don't listen that closely to <laughs> so, so So now it's like, so you said. Wish, I wish you would have said that louder. That was amazing. <laughs> so, so now so it's just an opportunity. So, yeah. That is fantastic <laughs> to have a publisher after you. Right. That is a big thing. Carol, you put out a couple books, right? Mm-hmm. And do you want to plug them? They're not in print anymore. They're not in print anymore. Well, we're going to have to take care of that, too. No, actually, they had been with a publisher, but they had a five-year contract on each of them, and that's up, and I don't know what to do. Their rights are mine now. 
So you can find another publisher and take. I know a publisher would be interested. He knows a guy. I know a guy, and he's he's actually he's actually interested. We've actually spoken about you. Really? Yes. And you told him what I my genre. I I, 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 I was trying to at the time I was trying to learn your genre, but I said like I know somebody who's who's down here. She's a really uh, great author, and you need to talk to her. And um, then of course Queenie Clem, who's an expert uh, reviewer. She's actually interested in grabbing a hold of your you know, books and doing a review. So you know how scary reviews are. I know. You know when you say review, I mean that, then you then, then I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> I'm a scared. No, but the, but the thing is, I I, I I know that she will like do it well and it'll put you in such a way that like I mean there's a whole market that that's that's clamoring for the type of now that I know what your genre is, there's a whole market that's clamoring for it. Well, and so we're we can kind of vague and. You have one book that I think is a fascinating genre, and that is a gay romance. Yeah. How did you come to write a gay romance? Flushing. Saucy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. What had happened is um, I had written one time just an excerpt. A friend showed an excerpt of something I'd written, and it was just just stupid stuff. We were, you know, critique partners. She showed it to somebody that was at another publisher. Mm-hmm. And she said, you've got to read this. And the lady wrote it, and she sent it to her publisher. And they encouraged me to write for looking to be published. And the story I was doing just, I mean, it just happened to have two characters who were gay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I got, that's for me how it started. I got to where I liked them. Mm-hmm. I really liked uh, it was the chemistry. It wasn't like something like, uh, what do you say? Like you're doing it like some kind of a fetish or something. It was just, I really enjoyed the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, I don't know, I got hooked up with the publisher that was that genre mm-hmm. and had them publish some of them. Before you told me about your book, I had no idea this genre even existed. A lot of people don't. Because it just never, not something that ever came to my mind. So, and and you've told me about, you know, you have a lot of friends that do it, and it's kind of kind of a really big market, which I guess makes sense, but yeah, no, I just think that's interesting just to go into that, especially because you're, you're not gay. And see, that's the thing, it's like, it's a slippery slope, because people, in fact, I, I had a mentor... That was, you know, we we were silent film freaks and everything, and he well, he was real supportive of the genre, but he just automatically assumed, and you know, was was telling people in this you know movie group that I was a lesbian because mm-hmm. I wrote. You know, and I, I didn't know how to explain that. That's not what that means. It's just you know, it's it is. It's 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 very misunderstood genre. Mm-hmm. Well, and. And yours, because you you you're not even writing lesbians; you're writing gay men. Exactly. <laughs> well, and it you know it's and and I think even for me, it really had it never has had anything to do with with anything like that. Like, okay, I'm 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 really into this, and this is you know it isn't. It's like it, I'm it doesn't change me what I am as a person and my relationship with men and how I look at men. It's like I, I'm just as just a straight person. I don't write it anymore. More so with kind of like just just kind of a community thing that got mm-hmm. in, involved with it. You know, with it just I don't know. It just uh, 
no, no, I'm just, I'm just don't go over there. I can't explain what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was like, you want to cut? Because I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Well, you're um, explaining it pretty well. I mean, I mean, because the way the way I'm the, the way that I'm gathering it is just the fact that like, okay, so I mean, you're not, but you're telling that you told the story, and so you've, like you know, like a lot of authors, we go through different topics and things, and we flow the ebb and flow to our writing style and what we want, the stories we want to tell. So you've done in the past, not saying that you wouldn't in the future, but you did, and this is what happened, and it was good. And, and I'll say this, um, I don't really like to talk about it, especially like in groups, mm-hmm. and because it's like you don't you don't want to draw negative attention to the genre, it needs the support, but from my own personal experience, it got uncomfortable because there began to be such a flow of women that didn't feel good writing it as women, so they wrote and pretended that they were gay men writing. Some of them even went as far as to even have people, you know, model for them at book signings that were men, actually. And it it just kind of was something I wasn't comfortable with. It just, again, it happened more and more, and more and more authors got exposed. And it it kind of got to be embarrassing, and I think it hurt the genre. Scandal. Oh. Well, not so much that. Well, like, but some of it could be scandal, that's for sure. You know, the way it would turn out and if you'd have just said, hey, you know. I mean, I could see, like, especially something that is kind of identity-based. Yeah. That'd be like me writing a novel as a black man mm-hmm. or as a woman and, and it, hey, passing yeah. myself off. That's the thing. It's it's not a matter of writing it as one. It's passing yourself off as one. That's the difference. You know, that was what I I couldn't do. I mean, there are a lot of people, I mean, tons of people in the genre that have to have pen names for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. There have been teachers that have written gay romance and they've been fired for it when people found out. Like, it was some kind of scandal, and Mm -hmm. it isn't. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people found it necessary to have pen names. But to but the, the the part that I couldn't take was to put on a whole personality and pretend and pose. And what was hurtful is that a lot of them got so many friends pretending that they were these people and even have these fake relationships and a fake gay partner and everybody would just be their friends and they were so popular and next thing you know, oh, that was really a woman all this time. And she was winning people over to her gay person that she really wasn't. That's in it's embarrassing to the people that fall for it, mm. and it's insulting. Right. And mm. I don't know. It was happening so much, you know, that I thought I... Well, I mean, it, 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 I think it's a credit to you to being authentic and being your authentic self. I think that as a author, it's important for authors to maintain their authenticity. I mean, mm-hmm. I just mean there's there's the, the most... One of the things for me, one of the most popular guys to do the pen name, Samuel Clemens, then you know, yeah. Mark Twain, all that. And and I think there's a time and a place, but that's, but but even Samuel you know, Clemens still was his authentic self at all times, regardless of whether he was writing. Yeah, a, everybody knew who he was. Right. Yeah. And I like, and I think that you shouldn't have to hide who you are. Like you can still tell the story. Mm-hmm. And and the point is, the, the point thing is, that if you're not that particular, let's say, bring it up, but Brian Brian's like this, so he, Brian's a white guy talks about um tell tells the story of a black tells the story of a black man and like like okay. That I don't have a problem with with that. There's many authors that do because it's, because it's the story that needs to be told. I think that 
But if I used your picture on the book, that would that that that, that would be wrong. That would be wrong. Like like wait a second. That's where I'm drawing the line. It's (laughs) not that you're you're it's like tricking people into believing I am a black man. Right. And that's where I draw the line. So you're saying that like if I put like a picture of Michael Jordan on my Facebook page and say that I am him. That like that that would be wrong for me to do that. He but, might not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know as well as I do, Michael Jordan is a salty individual, right? So, like, like yeah, because what the fans would do is like you know ask, so we like to see you jump from the free throw line. And then Brian, my old friend, salty self, like he can't even jump from the edge of the door to the cast. <laughs> I bet you can't either. Nah, I can't. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I jump, my, my vertical is so high that you might be able to slip a piece of paper under my feet. And mine. <laughs> like, I was like, no, I can't even reach the bottom of the net anymore because <laughs> I'm short. But do you see the difference? I do, I, mean, I do. There's a, there's a, just, I don't know. I can't describe what, it's just totally different to me and I can't do that and I can't support it right you know and there's a lot of it in that genre and i don't mean to be what would be the word betraying the con that the genre it's just that was an issue for me okay so carol you got a little more wine going there you got your barefoot um what is that moscato pink moscato and i attribute that to my aunt margaret put me on to it elliot what were you just saying about i said snoop dog actually has a wine it actually is sweet wine it's wine and I, and I, I ended up liking it. It, it took me a couple of days, <laughs> but like I drink, ended up drinking the whole thing. It was that good to me. Is so was that the I... faux shizzle vineyards? I didn't bother reading all the <laughs> labels. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wines Concord and Chronic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You never know. But it was good though. Cabernet and Chronic. There we go. <laughs> For shizzle dizzle, have the cabra chronic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different type of it was a different type of gin and juice. The Mary the Mary Jane oh, Merlot. One of those mixes again. <laughs> mixes of other liquors. Well, you know, there's, there's, he's where she I think we can play on the chronic's song. another word for weed. And one of his uh, one of the titles uh, to one of his songs and albums. Uh, yeah, this it's, it's you know 25, 25, 30 years ago, Snoop Dogg's the Stop Mary Jane thing. Merlot? Yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> I, I could see Snoop infusing his wines with, with cannabis. Yeah, I could. I Martha could. Stewart probably endorses it. Yeah. Since they're buddies. So. Tom, yeah. I mean, Tom Pettypop probably uh, would have because it was his part of his last dance. Oh. His last dance? Last dance with Mary Jane. It's a Tom Petty song. <laughs> oh, that really <laughs> Revealing we, were, I don't know. we were doing good, so good with the jokes. And and then, it was that. I was like, hey, I'm you know, I mean, Tom was really a heartbreaker. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I get that one. I get that one. He <laughs> wasn't, though. It was Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker. Well, he was free yeah. they, but they were all free falling. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, Carol, you don't know what well, it's like to be me. I just now caught on. <laughs> You caught that one, didn't you? Yes, I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, I'm just going to be like, Elliot, don't come around here no more. It says, well, because the guitar gently reaps. Oh, dear. You got That's George Harrison. 
But Tom Petty and Prince did a remake with five other, like, you know, guitar greats. So that's the reason why I can bring it back. Oh, you know what? You're right. I saw that. We just played a song yesterday that Tom Petty and the Mavericks, remember? You and I. Oh, yeah, the Mavericks. Tom Petty was with the Mavericks. He was a basketball player. I see that. It's a band. You're talking about Pistol Pete Mavericks. You thought I didn't know that. Pistol Pete Mavericks. I'm telling my age. Did he play for the Mavericks? I think that was the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the Dallas basketball team is the Mavericks. Wasn't too. there a pistol, pistol Pete? Yeah, Pistol Pete, Pete Maranovich. Maranovich, that's right. Maranovich yeah. is the football. A, yeah, short lived. Bottom line is, I know we're confusing folk here, we're just, but we're talking about the wine, though. That's right. Yeah, the wine, that's is, right. The wine yeah. is central to this, right? And so she has this great one. I'm going to actually, you know, get a glass and I'm going to try some. Try it. I think you oh, We're going to make that happen. Might, yeah. I'm going to try like some. Um, I am going to put in a plug real quick for Nisley Vineyards from Bainbridge, Pennsylvania. They make my favorite wine, Rhapsody in Blue. It's a white. It's a sweet one, kind of like oh, that. Oh, I like the name. On my trip home, I will pick up some bottles and we will drink them over the fence. Rhapsody in Blue. Yes, it's delightful. Elliot, I think you've had it because I brought some I did. when I moved down here. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand by as we get Elliot a glass of vino. Elliot's getting him a little, bo- little glass of wine. Okay. And um, I hope he likes it because he poured an awful lot in there. Well, I don't. I don't waste anything. I can't drink that whole thing. If he did, if he didn't, I would. <laughs> I don't need that. One of the things that we've spent a lot of time on, Carol and Elliot, I remember you telling me about like your saga with rewritten lives is cover art, right? So what happened with your rewritten lives cover art? I mean, Carol, I want to hear about your experiences with yeah. cover art. All right. So like, it's the reason. It's, it's part of the, the reason which led to. The second edition was around the, the cover um, because the fact is that I um, when the original came out and you can see it on the Real Nas Facebook page. It's a brighter, um, it's a brighter sunrise, sunset looking thing with a log at the, at the surf and all that. Right, that was mine. I picked that. That was a stock, film, a stock mm-hmm. thing with that. Right, I put that on there, and that was all fine. Somewhere along the way, the self coaching company I guess got purchased by somebody else or whatever. And I ended up having that did a re-edit of the, of really just who the book was being dedicated to, just I just remove the name and all that. It led to this whole to-do that, like, it said that I wasn't allowed to use this talk the, the, my, 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 my cover that, I was like, all you gotta do is just change, just take out the thing. Why, why do I, they're like, no, we, we're gonna have to, like, because you're no longer allowed to use that one to use for your first book. I'm like, are you serious? And so, that's why then it Okay, so second edition of Rewritten Lives. Is that what it's about? I didn't yeah. realize. So, right, so, um, so, so there was a pushback and forth for about a month or so, and they were like, we'll pick out, we'll be pick out one. They gave me a whole list of other photos and stuff like that to use for the cover. And so then I had to go with that. That's why the cover for. And then forced the, the, basically the second edition. So that is why it's being redone? No. Why it's coming out this third time? This third time is different from the other two because it's that was self publishing. Oh. This is a commercial release. Excellent. So, so because because hard drive publishing is a traditional publisher. And so, you know, and he finds you a cover, and mm-hmm. you don't have to. It's so, all legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. yeah. And the royalties are better. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! Like so, he, so, so take a walk with me. 
was the first book underneath Hard Drive Publishing, but he really wanted Rewritten Lives so that way it could be all the books going forward be under the umbrella of the publishing company. Excellent. And so that's the reason why we, the, the long walk to this thing is, is a deal. So Are they going to do any of this like a trilogy or is it going to be... Oh, uh, I, got, I, got, I got more books coming. Excellent. I, got, I guess... Are you ever thinking about writing any fiction or anything? Oh yeah, there's the the book that finishes it all off is uh is a poetry narrative novel, and so oh. I've I've been wanting to take the first two chapters, the introduction and the first chapter are on LinkedIn. Intellectual property stuff because I do want to go back to the uh, oh, yeah. the cover stuff yeah. and all that because a lot of Elliot, what Elliot just brought out it is in episode fourteen, mm-hmm. and um, you've had you've worked with. Artists to create your covers. Yeah. Um, this is good. <laughs> Told you. Because <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a big deal with the intellectual property stuff. That's why our theme music is what it is because it's something that I made with a friend of mine way back in the day for just no good reason, just playing around. And who would have thought ten years later we would use it for the podcast? And it is, you know, that's something that I never knew. About the stock photos, you know, and how they're, you know, I didn't know that. I thought you just pick one out and you just, you know, but no, it's 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 super super. You're very strict about it. And Which I mean, it makes sense. Give the artists their due, right? Right. Well, it's true because they're they're doing this to make money. Exactly. You know, they are. They're photographers and they're making money off of this. Well, for instance, you know, like he knows I had this heartthrob. Oh. Hashtag Alessandro Gassman. <laughs> I was I was but, waiting to get to Alessandro next. But the thing is, so you know, terrible. what I wouldn't give to like take a photo of his, a stock photo, four hundred ninety nine dollars to put him on. But even then, even though you pay for the stock photo, there's still all these other you know loopholes. You can't put him on a cover. Right. You know, and it's like, it, it's just, it's a slippery thing there. You, you know, need to find an Alessandro lookalike. See, in my case, see, and in my case, the, the stock photo was in a computer. It was in the computer, like when you buy a computer, and then you go to the. They have a, a photograph section inside the computer, and they uh-huh. have stock photos in there that was just given to the computer company to have on there to show what the pixelation and stuff like that was, and all that. That's what mine was oh. not even on the internet. It was so far removed from everything. Well, that that you think would be almost different. So like, you used the stock photo that came with Windows. Yes. For, your for the background, yes. Well, who knew though? <laughs> like, no, I, I want to tease you about this one. <laughs> well, I mean, logically, you're thinking, okay, this is a photo they're releasing out to mm-hmm. you to put it on yours. You know, that, right? Like, it's but like, not to go make millions of dollars off your book with it. I was, <laughs> but, 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 but I will say this though: I will that's say somewhere this. real deep on the <laughs> terms of service. I, I, I think, but here's the thing, though: I think of the years that, that followed. And after that whole dispute, other other agents and some of that coming up approaching me in the besides hard drive, come to realize that I guess because my book got twenty two reviews and had gotten a four point six on out of five on Amazon, it started registered with some folk, and that's part of the reason why it floated back to somebody. They're like, I'm, that's the only way that I'm like, like, okay, so it did. The reviews made it go better than expected. All right. You saw that one coming. I mean, that's typically how reviews work. Good reviews lead to sales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now that it's going to be re-released, here's a new chance to get it. And plus, with a publisher, hopefully they're going to help you promote it. Mm-hmm. And yes. there'll be a whole new thing for more reviews. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
and Amazon is real big on the number of reviews you get. I don't mm. know how that works. Right. But they're real big on the number of reviews as to, you know, your exposure. And I, I don't understand all of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap up episode one of the Over the Fence series right there. And we will be back very soon with episode two. But thank you for listening to this podcast of None of Those Things. Make sure that you listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any other number of places. If there's somewhere else you'd like listed, let us know. We will do our best to get on there. Make sure that you like us on Facebook. We are doing LEDs a lot. We did one today. A special one. And follow us on Twitter, please. Oh, God, somebody follow us on Twitter. Carol, thank you so much for joining us this, on this episode. And we will see you guys next time as we continue the Over the Fence series. Thank you.